Okay, good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shoe Untied. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me as my guest, Lynn Hermley, who's a partner at Oric. Lynn, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Okay, so Lynn, let me start by asking you, um, you know, how you got into uh, the practice that you're currently doing. So my practice is full-time, 100% employment law, only representing management. Mm -hmm. And I actually got into that almost 40 years ago in law school when I started to write papers. I wrote um, an article for the Hastings Law Journal that had to do with interesting employment issues. And as I got into the article, which had to do with what employers report to the government and why they um, have an interest in both reporting and maybe not reporting, I started to see the really interesting policy issues in employment law. The other thing about employment law is it's all people, Mm -hmm. how they behave, Mm -hmm. when they behave badly, when they behave well, when they're unhappy. There's nothing about it that is uninteresting. Mm. Everything about the workplace is interesting Mm. in my view. Mm. And so... I came out of Hastings wanting to practice employment law, went to the EEOC and interviewed, and they told me, we don't hire law students. We'd like you to go work for a defense firm and then come back to us. Mm. So I was a summer associate at Littler Mendelssohn, and then I worked for a small employment boutique doing defense work. And I never looked back. It was really the right fit for me. And was it some, so something that you liked right from the start? I liked everything about it. I liked the, the people issues. I liked the problem solving. I mean, the thing yeah. about this practice is really what you're doing is helping employers solve problems that they have with employees and in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I liked the creativity and I liked the client contact. I liked, I liked all of it. And I was pretty shocked to see that... I was more aligned with the company side. I found it much easier to um, solve problems, to make things better. And I'd seen a lot of claims that I thought were meritless. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel any more alignment on the on the plaintiff side. Mm. What about the litigation aspect of it, the, the trial piece of it? Is that yeah. also part you really like? Yeah, that came later. Mm. So I was in a small employment boutique for three years. And then I went in-house. So I'd been oh, doing a lot of work. It was it actually was fascinating. I was doing a lot of work for uh, AT&T, which was in that process in the early 80s of divesting itself of the operating companies. Mm-hmm. It was tremendous change within the company. And I was working very closely with some of the in-house counsel on the employment issues. And they recruited me in 1984 when it was not cool to go in-house. Mm-hmm. And my friends told me, that's going to be a graveyard for you. You'll never have a great practice. But I love the business issues. I like the the folks who recruited me. So I went in-house in mm-hmm. 1984. What brought, you, what brought you back to a law firm then after that? I did a nationwide search for great outside employment counsel, and I hired Oric. Hmm. So I was a client at Oric. From 1985 to 1987, Hmm. and the senior guys here was all senior guys were recruiting me saying, you'd be a great fit. We can see you in a trial role. And I actually said, I couldn't possibly go work for that old firm. I'm not personality wise what you want. 
they said, come in and meet folks. So I came in in uh, the summer of 87, met with uh, Oric Partners and Associates for a full day and loved everyone. Mm. And it it really shocked me because I'd looked up some of the folks in advance, which wasn't as easy then. Yeah, right. But there were folks like uh, Lee Jay, who was a corporate partner in San Francisco. And I looked at his profile and I thought, I'll have nothing to discuss with this man. Mm -hmm. And I loved everything about that half hour. I remember we talked about music and books and theater and art. And we didn't talk about law. Mm. And most of my interviews were like that that day. Mm. And at the end of the day, I told Ann Buchan, who was the recruiting partner, I loved it. I'll take your offer. And she said, "Um, well, you can negotiate a little. And I said, okay, I'm not taking it. Let's negotiate. So I came here in the fall of 87. And that's when litigation started. I see. And you liked it. I mean, when you came back to private practice, did you find that you missed it or liked it even more than being in-house? Or was it an adjustment? How was it coming back? You know, pros and cons on both sides. The The great thing about being in-house is being aligned so closely with the business. Right. And you learn about business in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. But there's a downside, mm-hmm. which is you're drinking from a fire hose all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And unlike some people, apparently, probably unlike most people, I found it extremely stressful because I felt no separation between me and the business. Mm. And I would wake up in the middle of the night, night after night, trying to think, how am I going to solve this problem? How am I going to settle this case? Mm. What are we going to do about this trial where I don't like the outside counsel? And it was just different here. Mm -hmm. Um, Not as close to the business unless you establish long-term relationships, which I've tried to do throughout throughout the time at Oric. Um, but the trial stuff was a really good fit for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it would be, but mm-hmm. it was once I got mm-hmm. here. And so what is it about that you like? I mean, do you like the, the courtroom drama, or what is it that you like about the litigation trial stuff? Well, nobody likes the discovery process. So that's, <laughs> you know, I wish America could find a way to sort of streamline that. Mm. But what I like is that um, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I like the challenge of it. I like the fact in some ways that a jury is always going to be skeptical of my client's position. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, jur- a jury is full of employees. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not full of employers, typically. Executives, typically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. very rare. Yeah. It does happen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's full of people who may have had really bad experiences mm-hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so it's a challenge to be able to explain to them in a convincing way why your client was fair Mm -hmm. and acted lawfully. And and I love the team aspect of it. Mm. I work with amazing people. Mm. You know, here in the Silicon Valley employment team, there are 13 of us. 11 women. We hired our second man. Well, we have tremendous um, racial and ethnicity diversity Mm -hmm, as well. mm -hmm. So it really is quite a diverse team. And it's a group of, as I've said before, real kick-ass trial lawyers. And I I love working with with all of them, Mm -hmm. actually, my partners and and the associates. Mm -hmm. Well, when you look back on your career, can you think of a couple of cases or a couple of trials that really kind of stand out as I don't know, either the most exciting or the most challenging or whatever kind of yeah. stands on your mind. Well, all trials are exciting. They just are. The drama of the courtroom, you really can't over-describe it. But it's hard not to have Powell versus Kleiner come to mind mm. because 
it's pretty rare for me to be above the fold in the Wall Street Journal or the front page of the New York Times. Not that I want to be there yeah, for right, a right, client matter right, necessarily, right, right. but you know, the courtroom had 50 reporters on most days and wow. 200 people on the big days, the cross-examination, the opening statements, the closing arguments. So that really was trial by fire in a way because the press was reporting everything, mm -hmm. which was um, – and typically not accurately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was, that was difficult. I've loved these last two SpaceX trials in part because the company's fascinating, the client's fascinating – the company takes a very principled position about not settling claims that they consider to be meritless. And I loved trying them with my partner, Julia Reichert, who's just an amazing person, a very cheerful, energetic, smart person, and just great to go through a war with. When you work with younger lawyers, which obviously you do, what kind of advice do you give them who you know want to be employment litigators or trial lawyers? Well, very few uh, law students are, think they want to go into the employer side. Mm. So the first thing people need to understand is the, the really great practice you can have working with employers, particularly here in California, who want to do the right thing. But my general advice, including to my son, who's on a plane on his way to take the LSAT oh, wow. Saturday, hmm. is that the law is such a broad profession. There's so many jobs in this, in this profession and in this industry, and there's a job for everybody. It, it, there's, there are corporate jobs, there are IP jobs, science-based jobs. Very few people like what I do, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like the long hours and the the drama and standing up in front of what may be 300 people. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean there's not a great job for you. You just have to find the one that's a personality fit with a client you love, and then you're going to be happy in this in this profession. Do you ever think you'll ever go back in-house? Is that something you ever think about at all? I get asked occasionally, but I love my team here. I I love particularly the the I love my partners, I love the junior lawyers and this firm has been amazing for me. Mm. You know, it's um particularly once Mitch Zukley came into the chairman role about 5 years ago and in many ways transformed us into a more forward thinking mm. strategic firm and Certainly, as long as he's in that role, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I do sometimes think about the next phase, mm. but I have no idea what that's going to be. Well, of course, you know, I was with Mitch Zuckley at VLG, so I, I, know, I do know I, that. I know yeah. a lot about him. And so you know what I a know. visionary leader Absolutely. he really is Absolutely. and um, one of the smartest people yeah. you'll ever meet. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, in terms of other kinds of cases you want to try, or I don't know, is there is there anything that, that sort of left, is sort of on your bucket list maybe of a kind of a case that you still want to try or do, or yeah. do you feel like you've kind of covered the waterfront? I've tried most of the employment claims that can be brought. What I'm what I'm seeing now, I can tell you the trends of what's coming. Um, Me too. Uh, hashtag Me too is of course mm -hmm. in some ways transforming mm. um, what the filings that are happening here, both in a slightly positive but a mostly negative way, in mm. my opinion. Mm. I'm seeing a lot of claims against law firms. Mm. That is a whole trend that's going on. Mm. And we're seeing an awful lot of equity um, 
a lot of claims about pay equity. Hmm. Those are hmm. just sweeping through at least the state, if not the country. And those are historically not, has been not as prevalent in your Correct. career. Right, right. Those those we haven't really seen for many years, at least not very many of them. And so if there are things for employers to be aware of and check off, auditing for pay equity is at the top of the list. Mm. My practice is uh, probably about 30% class action based, mm-hmm. which I like because mm-hmm. it's the strategy behind it is always interesting. And then 60, you know, 60% high value trial engagements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mentioned maybe another phase. Do you ever see yourself doing something other than law at, at some point, either teaching or I don't know, something like that? <laughs> I, I'd love to teach. I'm, I'm, uh, I like it very much and I could see doing some teaching, but I think that would be law school teaching mm-hmm. on trial or employment issues. But that what my friends would tell you is that my passion for animals and animal rights mm. and animal sanctuary work is probably where you'll see me in 10 years if I'm not in the law then um, in, Afri- in Africa with elephants or giraffes or chimps if any are left and they may not be because they're going fast. Right, right. Well, Lynn, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. If you do end up doing something like that, you'll have to come back and tell me about it. I will. Thank you, Richard. This is Richard Shu and Lynn Hermley. Thanks. <laughs>